Bavakama Perktes Mishnehe 9.5, and the Mishnah is going to continue to discuss um, details regarding theft and um, how to deal with um, making reparations, but the topic for the next several Mishnahs, really most of the end of the parak, is going to be what happens if a person um, is confronted by his victim, and then the thief or anyone else actually who owes this, this uh, victim money, um, swears falsely that he doesn't owe the money or have to pay it back. So in other words, the victim says to the thief, I know you stole my bike, I want it back. And the thief says, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's, and the victim says, swear to me, you don't have my bike. And then the thief swears, he says, yes, I swear. And if he could say, amen, even doesn't have to actually swear, take to the words swear, but he agrees um, to essentially swearing that, that uh, he doesn't have what he stole. Now, if later the thief wants to get atonement for himself. Um, once he's sworn falsely, he's in much like, deeper halachic waters in terms of the severity of his crime. So besides for giving back what was stolen, the thief needs to add a chomesh, that's basically 25% um, sort of a penalty to achieve some kind of kapara. So for every $4 that he stole, he would add a fifth dollar, hence the term chomesh, a fifth, but it, it refers to what we would call 25%. Um, and in addition, um, once he has returned the object which he stole and he wants to get his atonement, he also has to bring a special korban. It's an asham. An asham is like translated in English as a guilt offering. Ashamos are actually quite rare. There are a total of six ty- types of ashamos, but this is called the asham gazelos, the guilt offering brought um, if one literally for theft, but it's really, it's in truth, for swearing falsely regarding a financial obligation and then wanting to do a tshuva. Okay, so our mission discusses, um, and the next several mission has to discuss the details around this new kind of obligation if one wants to achieve tshuva and atonement for having sworn falsely about money he owed. So the mission says, Hagozles Chavero, Shava Pruta. If someone steals from his friend something worth at least one pruta, think of that as a penny. It's the smallest amount, uh, you know, in the of currency. Um, it works out nowadays with silver to like, you know, something getting close to to six, seven agarot, but it doesn't matter. The point is, you know, something worth at least, at least, let's call it a, you know, something like that. Venishbalo, and the thief swears that he doesn't owe the money, and then afterwards he wants to atone for that, he wants to do right, make right, but he did wrong. So then, yolichenu achra madai. Says the Mishnah, he, he, the thief, must return the stolen object um, and seek out his victim, even if it means traveling all the way across the world to Madai. Madai, let's call that like Persia and Iran. Um, the point is, um, he has to go and return the object in the hand, to the hand of his victim. That's based on the Pasuk, La Sherhulo Yitnenu. The person to whom it belongs, he must give it. Okay, so that means the obligation shifts onto the shoulders of the perpetrator to make sure that the victim gets back whatever was taken from him, even if it means I'm going a great distance. Uh, to contrast that, if he hadn't sworn falsely, so then of course the thief must return what he, he didn't, what isn't, um, what doesn't belong to him. But if the victim uh, has meanwhile moved away to, you know, to, to Persia, Madai, so then the thief could say, listen, I have your bike you walk welcome to get it whenever you want. You know, I'm not coming to Madai anytime soon. And that would be that would be okay. He doesn't have to make a special trip. Um, but if he wants to get atonement after swearing false, he does have to make that special trip. Now, most learn that Madai is just an example of somewhere far away. 
Um, it's a little peculiar because that's not the usual go-to expression for Chazal to describe, you know, the end of the earth. Usually there are things like, you know, there are different terms on that, but th- th- this isn't usually it. Um, and therefore, uh, the Gra suggests, the point is that Madai was a place of riches, and the thought is perhaps that even if what was stolen is worth just a pruta locally, but whether rich in Madai, it's not even worth one pruta, it doesn't matter, since the victim suffered a pruta loss locally when it happened, so then even if in Madai it's not worth a pruta, the thief has to go make restitution and bring him um, what was stolen, even though it's not worth a pruta there in Madai. Okay, fine. So now the mission continues on here, and it says, Lo yitem lo lo lishlucho. Since it must go to the hands of the victim, essentially the Torah is making a situation by which the criminal to achieve his kapara has to, like, you know, face face the music, face his victim. Therefore, it says the Mishnah, you can't give it to his son or to his shaliach. So the son would mean, you know, because you know, it's not him. Uh, and until it gets into the hands of the victim, the stolen object, uh, the criminal cannot get his a kapara, and he can't even bring his asham. Not allowed to bring his asham until he makes the payment. Okay, so he needs to get it to his hands. And giving it to the son of the victim is not good enough. Not even his shlucho, not even his shaliach. Now, this is a little problematic because it's sort of axiomatic. It's a rule that shlucho shalom kamoso, that if a person appoints an agent, that agent is really an extension of his legal self. Um, and therefore, certainly, it would be the case that if the victim appointed a shaliach to receive the stolen object on his behalf, it would be sufficient to give it to the authorized agent, um, just like it is for giving a get and that kind of thing. So the different pshat given exactly what's going on up here. One pshat is that let's say, for example, you know, there's a delivery guy who goes, you know, every Monday and Thursday to this victim, and everyone knows that. So it's not good enough for the thief to give it to the hand of the delivery guy and say, you know, drop this off at at uh, you know so and so's house, returning the lost object. That's not good enough until it gets to his hands, meaning the victim's hands. It hasn't been delivered, and therefore the person who did the crime and swore falsely about it can't get his kapara. Okay. Aval, however, says the Mishnah, Nosen shliach bezdin, the criminal may give it to a shliach who's been authorized by the bezdin. This really is a dinder bun, and the rabbis wanted to make it um, possible for people who do bad things to do tshuva, uh, and therefore the bezdin may get involved and say, listen, we'll, we understand Madai is too far to go, you can't bring this bike across the world, so um, we'll act as your intermediary if the bezdin elects to do that, so then... That will be a way for the criminal to be able to bring his his korban asham without actually getting it his the, the the stolen object into the hands of the victim. Ve'imais. Now, if the victim dies, yachzir liyorshav. So then, the stolen object must be given plus that chomesh, actually twenty five percent, to his heirs. Now, this kind of is obvious. In general, it's always the case that one's heir stepped into his financial shoes. Um, sort of taking on both assets and liabilities of the balance sheet of the deceased. So there's no, no chiddush here. Of course, it should go to the heirs. The point of our mission here, the chiddush, is that since the Pasuk specifically says, Lasher hulo yitneno, you have to give it back to the person from whom it was stolen. And now the person out here, you might have thought that giving the stolen object to the heirs isn't good enough. And even if you return the object, making kind of partial restitution, that's not good enough to allow the criminal to bring his asham. 
The answer is no, it is good enough. If the person who, from whom the object was stolen is dead, his heirs now step into his shoes and given the object to the heirs is sufficient um, to allow the person who stolen and swore falsely to the deceased fellow um, to now bring his, his asham.